I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm thrilled to have my next guest here, who is definitely an icon, somebody who I have uh, purchased many of her uh, branded things um, over the years, and just an incredible, incredible founder and CEO and human and all of that, female entrepreneur as well. Uh, but really, really excited to have Norma Kamali here, who is the founder and CEO of not only Norma Kamali, but her most recent company that she's launched, launched called Norma Life. And her just this legendary, legendary uh, individual is um, is going to share so many of what it's taken over the last many years to do what she's done. Uh, much of her work is displayed at the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art and the Smithsonian. Um, like I said, she's a major icon in fashion and the beauty industry. And some of her recent designs, actually, I caught on the Sex in the City reboot as well, um, which is so cool. And we're just so proud to have her share what it really takes to not only have an incredible products and incre- incredible companies, but also the longevity that she's been able to have and develop a brand around her own name as well, uh, all of those things. So welcome, Norma. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So you lo- you launched Normal Life, I guess, back in 2019. But before we get to that, I want to talk about you as little Norma. So share a little bit about who were you as a kid? Did you always know that you were a creator, that you were going to eventually do what you do today? Tell me a little bit more about what's your memory there? You know, every time I hire someone, I ask them about their parents and their childhood, because I think the core of who we are really develops that early. So your question about childhood, I think, is really important. So in my childhood, my uh, mother was an extremely creative person. So she was oil painting every day. There was an easel up. She was making costumes. She could cook anything. Um, She actually at one point even had a hair salon and could do great hairstyles. So she was just an example that you can do anything you want. There is no limit to what's possible, but her creative spirit obviously had an impact. What I recognized early with my friends was that 
um, which is great for kids to sort of have a group of kids that they are interacting with, is you recognize your interpersonal skills. And I realized that I was a leader early on. We would play games and there were a bunch of us. And I, and I would see when there wasn't anything happening, I would make up a game. I would just make it up. I had no idea what I was doing, but I made a game up so that we could do things and we'd play the game. And then they'd say, do you have another game? And I would have another game and I would tell people <laughs> what to do and how to do it. And um, it's actually what I do every day. I'm making up clothes or games or businesses and I'm directing. And I didn't realize that that was what I was doing then, but I had this subliminal message that I could lead. And, and so having that information at a young age, I think is really important because it, it gives you insight and it informs you on how you can get done what it is you want to do. Absolutely. I always go back to Steve Jobs and how he said, you know, the dots eventually connect. And and I'm sure you do too, remembering yeah. some of these stories. Yeah. And, you know, it was obvious yeah. maybe to other people that you were going to go and do uh, something big yeah. and you were going to lead and create, but it's... Um, it's it's such a fun exercise for everybody to do. So how would you describe what you've done as a designer? I mean, I think you've really, you're not about copying other people's designs. I mean, mm -hmm. as I always say to people in the beverage industry, we not only, uh, when I developed my company Hint, I not only created a brand new product and company, but an entirely new category around yeah. unsweetened yeah. flavored water. And at first, how often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn, quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. 
no English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. People would say, who needs it? I mean, what's wrong with diet sweeteners? There's nothing wrong. And took a little while for people to understand. But I feel like when I think about your designs and who you are as a designer, you've changed an industry. Well, that's very, it's a very nice compliment. And I I appreciate it because I do value um, authenticity and originality um, as sort of a description of my brand. I think um, timeless 
and authentic are really important words for me as well as innovation. And like you, congratulations, by the way, because when you are innovative and you are offering a different story, then there's value for you to be in the marketplace. A lot of uh, young designers ask me questions and I'm always available um, to communicate or help or answer questions. And and they want to know what does it take and what it takes is being original, thinking if your brand is like anybody else's brand, ask yourself why you're doing it. If your brand is Mm -hmm. unique and has a story that's a unique story and there's innovation involved and looking at a space that's open that nobody's filling or realizing there's a space that open that's open, then it's worth all the toil, all the sleepless nights, all the hard work, then it's worth it. But if you're going to be like somebody else, if you can describe yourself by saying, I basically, what I do is just like da, 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 but better. Well, yeah. Okay. Great. But that's not enough. Absolutely. So share when your first designs went to market. Can you set up exactly what, what that was? What, what were those first pieces and, and how did you actually get it to market? First of all, I've been in, just to give a little context, I've been in business for 55 years and I Start and I'm still the sole owner of my company, and I have no partners. And that for me was part of my original purpose, right? To have a creative life and be an independent, independent in my choices and getting that done. So, my first designs really came about as a result of me finishing school and going on my first job interview and really having a miserable experience of objectification, like a lot of young women do when they go on job interviews. Mm-hmm. And and so I decided I maybe it's good for me to travel. So I got a job at Northwest Orient Airlines in the office. And for four years, I traveled round trip for $29. And I was in London uh, every weekend. And that was right when this big 60s revolution was going to unfold. And it unfolded in in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I was a part of it. Um, And so I started to bring clothes back for friends. And then I opened a store so that I could sell those clothes in my store. So I had clothes from Biba and Bus Stop and Antiquarius. And then I started to think about, after like two years of having the shop, I started to think about styles that I felt would be great that I wasn't seeing anywhere. And I started to make some of the clothes um, my mother actually helped me at the beginning. And and before I really could get my bearings on it, I had like six months into doing it, I had a full page 
in Vogue magazine and I had a page in Bazaar and it was like, oh my God, they're going to find out that I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm doing. And I have this, <laughs> what is happening? And so all of a sudden I, I, I said to myself, I have to, I am, this is for real now. This is, I have to grow up really fast and, and do this. And I was very young, obviously. And I, I opened the store with my husband. I got married at 19. So smart. Don't do it. Um, I got married at 19 and we did this. You know, he was studying at Columbia and um, he would sell the clothes when he wasn't in school. And then I would make them and bring the clothes back. And, and it was sort of this process that developed. And then 10 years after we were married, you know, when you grow up and you realize we're two different people on two different paths, mm-hmm. I had to kind of formulate in my mind. Now I would have to be a business person. And, um, and that was very challenging because at the time you have to remember in the seventies, women didn't really open businesses. They, and especially designers, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it just wasn't happening anywhere. And I didn't have any, examples or people and women that I could connect with. And so a lot of men were very helpful, gave me a lot of advice, but leaving a business that I developed um, and realizing that the um, difficulties of being married in a, a relationship that wasn't healthy and having to leave the business mm-hmm. and having to leave the marriage all at the same time was extremely challenging, especially since I had $98 to my name. Part of the control of oh that marriage was somebody controls all the money, then they control the person, right? So so that was at, you know, at 29, I was definitely at a big crossroads. And, um, and so that was the beginning of me understanding that you can't just be a good designer without being a good business person. Hmm. That was a revelation for me. And actually I enjoy the business side of, uh, this company as much as I enjoy the design part of it. So, so what did you do when you had that realization about the business side? I mean, here I am. Um, and I was very shy and nobody really knew me. They knew him. He was very charming, very handsome. And he was in the store. And, um, so I was in the sample room hidden and coincidentally, Mm -hmm. um, uh, an editor from the LA times, really was very aggressive about wanting to meet me. And I finally, um, before I left, I agreed to um, have lunch with her one day. And the day I was supposed to have lunch with her was the day after I left the company. Mm -hmm. And 
I left very abruptly um, the sales girl that my husband kept hiring back because he was dating her came to me to say she wanted me, she was going to be the designer and she wanted me to do some of her designs. And I just quietly said, okay. And I walked out. Oh my God. Um, And so I had my $98, but the next day I was supposed to meet with this editor and I didn't know how to contact her. First of all, we did not have cell phones and it meant you know, getting somebody at home or wherever they were. And so I met her at the restaurant and my face was swollen from crying. And she looked at me and she said, did something happen to you? And I was, I never told anybody about how insane my marriage was and what was going on. Nobody knew there was ever a problem. Um, and I wow. just poured out everything. And it was the first time I ever said anything. And she said, well, then I'm going to help you. And I was so shocked because it occurred to me that when you tell people your story, they have the ability to help you. If you don't tell anybody your story, you're really in a corner by yourself. And so I understood communication was going to be an important tool that I would have to use. And so I told her, and then I spoke to friends and people actually wanted to help me. And I borrowed money from everybody that um, wanted to help me. And I set up a system to paying back everyone and I had a lot of help and I was so um, shocked actually that people trusted me and the banks definitely wanted nothing to do with a woman and a designer who had $98 to her name. I I had quite a portfolio of press clippings, but um, that they were very clear that this, you know, They kept looking for the man that was going to run it for me. And so I, it it was a little struggle um, and it took some time, but I I opened a store and within a short time, an incredible opportunity came my way. I did a collection of sweats and this was before people were wearing casual sportswear and um, Women's Wear Daily saw the collection and they said, don't show it to anybody. You need to do a license with this so it can be distributed globally. And I did a license with Jones Apparel. And that's when people started to know who Norma Kamali was. So I was able to pay everybody back. And then I learned how to do licensing. And I had a lot of licenses and for accessories and all kinds of things. And I became a business person um, as well as the designer of the company. And I learned a lot about this next phase of my business. Hiring great employees and keeping them is part of the growth plan for your business. Trinet offers full-service HR solutions tailored to small and medium-sized businesses so you can retain talent and grow. We're talking access to top benefits, help with compliance and payroll, even when your team is remote or out of state, the works. 
because Trinet gets it. Your people matter to your business. Learn more about their HR solutions at trinet.com slash podcast. That's T-R-I-N-E-T dot com slash podcast. Trinet. Incredible starts here. If you've been listening to The Kara Golden Show for a while, you may have heard about my book, Undaunted, which, by the way, is now a Wall Street Journal and Amazon bestseller. In Undaunted, you will learn about my journey, not only how I came up with the idea for Hint, but also the ups and downs, twists and turns along the way. I learn from stories, and I guess my own story is no exception. You will definitely hear it all in Undaunted. Listening to books is one of my favorite secrets to getting more books under my belt. I find that I can always get a bit of listening in, whether it's on my lunch break or even on a hike. Probably the thing that has made me happiest about writing this book is hearing from people, hearing how this book has helped them push through hard things that they are dealing with and try new ones. I've heard from countless people how Undaunted has helped them see that they are not alone in their difficult times, but also how pushing forward and finding a way is usually what it takes. Looking back on my stories and sharing observations about how I got through just those sticky moments might help you think about some of your own sticky situations as well. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. It's time to move past your fears and defy the doubters too. My book on Donut is available everywhere. Books are sold on Amazon and Audible as well. And shoot me a DM and tell me what you think. Back to the show. I remember the Wellness Cafe. Uh, you launched that um, as well shortly after 9-11. How did you decide to launch that? Well, in the 80s and early 90s, a, a, a lot of my friends were dying of AIDS. And I personally, my way of dealing with grief, and when I say a lot, I'm talking about a lot. I'm talking about a lot of people who uh were a part of your life and now they're not there. And so when you're young and this type of thing happens, it's it's an extraordinary, you know, it's is it's as powerful as the pandemic. It has this this effect that impacts everybody in a different way. For me, the way I dealt with my grief was to find out more about the immune system because what was happening is the the if your immune system is compromised and you have a, a virus let's say you're more vulnerable and mm-hmm. you can die so i wanted to know about the immune system and so i started to research where to go to learn about it and one of my first mentors was Andrew Weil, who was really early in the discovery process of healthy lifestyle. And he would have these seminars in Arizona. And I met um, Dr. Lodog, who was uh, is a an, an Native American medicine woman. And, and um, Michael Pollan was just writing his books and starting mm-hmm. conversations about how we grow our food and the food we eat. And, um, and then eventually down the road, I met Horst, who started Aveda. And so I really had a lot of really um, innovative mentors about healthy lifestyle. 
And I started to change my life in the way I was living and the food I was eating and how I was um, taking care of myself. And when 9-11 finally hit us again, um, I thought the stress of this event and stress really can deteriorate your life, your um your health and well-being and obviously your immune system. I decided to um, open the wellness cafe and make a place where you could find not only information, you could interact, you could work out, you could go to seminars. We could have films, um, authors who are writing about a healthy lifestyle and people who and nobody was really talking about this then. It was a very right. sort of underground thing. And so people came from underground and started to become a part of the cafe. And I gathered products together. So instead of, say, a regular toothpaste, um, I sold a tooth soap that also did pulling and pulling bacteria from your uh, body and a mouthwash that alkalined your system. And so I started to, to put together these products that I thought um, would be great alternatives for people to use so that they could maintain a, um, a healthy immune system when this extraordinary amount of stress would be a part of our lives forever. We would always think there's a chance that there could be terrorism on our soil. Now, of course, we have magnified that stress. Right. And so the Wellness Cafe in, in New York City, I should have mentioned that earlier. And I, I remember going in there and, and uh, just all just super innovation um, going on and in, with innovative products like some of the ones that you're mentioning. And again, Norma Kamali, I mean, somebody who is known for fabric and, and designs, but all of a sudden she's gone into uh, this new industry. It's so interesting to hear the backstory on that. And then there's a few years in between this, but then you decide to come out with this incredible skincare line in 2019, Normal Life, which is so amazing. So what was the thinking behind uh, these particular products? Well, when I opened the Wellness Cafe, I did a lot of uh, traveling and research and and I sourced some of the best olive oil in the world and I still am very connected to these orchards. And in my travels, I found very interesting products and there's a moisturizer that's actually called a liniment in, in, the, in this part of the world in the olive belt. And it's it's an ancient formula, and um, it's used on the farms because um, it does everything. It protects you from the sun. It, uh, if you get rashes uh, as a farmer, it clears up the rashes. It's great for um, bed sores for the elderly and uh, diaper rash for babies. Wow. It does everything. And so... I started to use it just as a moisturizer and I was just unbelievably impressed with my skin, my body, everything. And so I put it together um, 
in in the wellness cafe. I also did a similar line with Warner Cosmetics um, that was made. It was a skin line, but using sea algae. And the concept is the same as the concept I have now, which is that you can you can improve your skin in such a way with great natural ingredients so that you don't have to cover it with makeup. And so my skin line then evolved into where we are now with normal life, uh, making it accessible globally on my website. And this product is for products that are so simple. They're for any age, any gender, and you can use it and not wear makeup. I haven't worn makeup since I did the first skin line because that was the goal for me to be able to show my skin, not cover it. And the minute you start to show lines on your face, which is part of life, you the objective is not to hide it as if you're embarrassed by your age, but to live a healthy lifestyle, do everything that's good for your body and nurture your skin so that you can show it and feel good about it. And that's really the premise of the skin line and it's face and body. And I use it every day and I love it. And when I don't use it, I'm, I see a difference. I I think the, the simplicity of having uh, this moisturizer, by the way, that farmers use for years and years, um, and that it works so well um, as an all-purpose sort of liniment, I, um, you know, I I feel really good about sending the message. This is not makeup that makes you look like you're not wearing makeup. This is. You, you don't have to wear makeup. This will really enhance your skin. And as you get older, the more you cover, I don't care what it is. I think the less you wear, the better you look and the healthier you, you are, the better you look. So it's always beauty is actually defined by good health. What's the toughest thing that you would share with entrepreneurs who are starting companies that you've been through? I mean, you've started multiple companies and in multiple industries now. What do you think is, is there an overlying theme uh, with all of these that you think, you know, you wish somebody would have told you? You know, the most important thing for me um, especially being a woman and not having um, resources the the way maybe other people had in in not just for gender but because I was a designer early on that was sort of looked at as not a good investment and I think your um, the ability to talk to people tell people what you're doing and ask for help, ask, ask questions. If there's one of the things I did was if somebody was doing something that I thought was really good, I would 
call them and say, do you have 10 minutes? Can I have a cup of coffee with you? And, um, and the worst they could say is no, and it doesn't take anything away. You're not losing anything by no, no shouldn't be a frightening word. Uh, I've heard no so much in my career that if it was an intimidating word, I wouldn't be talking to you now. So I think, but most people want to help. And you will be surprised at how many people want to have anybody that calls me. I definitely, definitely will give them time because people did for me. And I learned so much by asking questions and people are brutally honest and they're really, um, they really will answer your questions. So that's very important. Um, I also think the, most people think, well, I've never done that before, so I don't think I can do it. If it's the road to getting to what you want to do, well, if you've never done it before, how are you going to get down that path unless you just do it and and find out how to do it and and learn as much as you can to get to the place you're going? So every day I'm doing something I never did before. Every day, if I'm going to do something new and evolve, it's going to be something I didn't do before. If you keep doing what you've done before, I think it's a very short-lived goal and you probably will get phased out in some way, right? So um, being adventurous is is really key. If you're if that is fearful for you, then working in a company where there's structure and you can blossom within that structure is probably a better place. Um, so understanding who you are, my sixth grade teacher wrote in my graduation book, Know Thyself. And I really didn't know what she meant by that. And then I started to think about more and more. And if you know, you know what you are about. And if adventure is frightening for you and you like the known and the stability of a situation, then find that and find that place and blossom in that place. But if you're curious and adventurous, then then you'll enjoy being an entrepreneur and it won't be as frightening as it may be to somebody else who just doesn't, is totally not into risk and taking chances. I believe in calculated risks. I'm not, you know, I'm not a gambler. I would never, I don't even do the scratchy things that people do. I don't, I don't gamble on anything. <laughs> But I do gamble on myself, but it's a very calculated gamble. I am I'm find out all the information and plan Bs and the downside risk and what do I that. do if that happens. And then, then I take the chance. And the, there's a chance that it's going to go wrong. There's a chance that could happen. And if that does, and you, you know, you've, you fall, you get up fast, just get up fast, give yourself a good cry, do whatever, but then up, move on, keep moving forward. Um, and it, it's not easy being an entrepreneur, but 
you can totally fully express yourself and be independent at the same time. Did you ever think about, I'm sure people have approached you to take money and, and partner in some way you've done partnerships, but have you ever thought about that? There are many times when, when you are going to do something yourself, there are many times where you think, I'm, I don't think I'm going to make it till next week. Um, this doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. I I'm going to really need money. And then somebody with money comes to you and says, I can, you know, I can help you out here. And then you think about what that means. And, um, and so I've been very close, <laughs> very close. And I've had really wonderful offers, but I just didn't want to give up a creative life. And I felt that there may be a compromise to what my definition of a creative life is and a partner's definition would be. So I haven't done it. And there were times where I thought I might have to, but because that purpose was so embedded in my brain, I, I'm intuitively a survivor, I guess, and I found a way or things just sort of came together with a new opportunity or a license agreement or a partnership in a project came about. And, um, and so... Fortunately, um, that worked for me through the years. Um, so it's know thyself, though, you know, really. Yeah, I love that. And I don't think I would be telling you I was in business 55 years if I did. Right. I don't think mm -hmm. I don't think partners would feel the inclination to stick out something longer than I personally did. So there were times where I had to make decisions. 15 years ago, I decided I didn't want to be in department stores anymore because I just saw that they were running their businesses in a way that would take me down if I continue to work with them. If, if, uh, I couldn't control what the decisions they were making. And I remember telling my CFO that I didn't want us to sell to department stores. And he looked at me like, how are we going to get money? <laughs> how are we going to get, uh, <laughs> how are we going to move forward with this? And I just said, we have to find a way. And um, this is my plan. And I had some ideas and we tightened our belts. I couldn't hire anybody. I had to be very careful about any fabric we bought. I was very, very frugal about everything. And it took me, it took a year and a half, but actually two and a half years before it all leveled off. And through COVID, I have to tell you, it was probably the best thing that happened to us as a company that we were e-commerce based, our accounts were all e-commerce accounts and our own e-commerce site did really well. So, but sometimes you have to make dramatic moves and um, before that 
happens to you, you control how you're going to make that transition. So there are times where you have to, um, you have to make a big choice, a big decision for the company. Thank you so much for sharing all of this wisdom, Norma. I mean, you are just somebody to not only follow, but also watch everything that you're doing next. I keep staring at you in the screen thinking I can see the little girl coming up with her next new thing um, because you really haven't changed that much. You're continuing to surprise us and develop amazing things and, and really developing a brand that sticks. And so Normal Life. Yeah, Normal Life is available on our website. It's also available through through some of our other accounts. And Normal Life also encompasses the home collection. Um, and the home collection is all cut and sew furniture. And it matches us launching it uh, next month in um, oh. in, in near Carlos place site in London. And it's a great indoor outdoor collection and uh, it's a lot of fun. And um, we also have a new bridal collection that's really priced beautifully so that you don't, you can put your down payment on a home and take a trip and you don't have to put it all into a dress, but you can still have a fabulous dress. So yes, I'm doing a lot of things in normakamali.com and Norma Life, and um, you'll see it all there. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Norma, and for sharing all of your wisdom. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and just launching our Friday episodes as well, so three times a week. Don't forget to subscribe to The Kara Golden Show, where you can hear from incredible founders and CEOs like Norma Kamali and hear about great products. Uh, Definitely give this episode five stars. It definitely helps the algorithm. And uh, I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. Uh, Definitely pick up uh, some Hint Water and my book, Undaunted, which uh, shares my journey of, of building Hint as well. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks again, Norma. And have a great rest of the week, everyone. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.